God and forever he will be our God. Give him praise. Give him praise. Give him praise. Father, we bless you. Tonight we yield ourselves to you. We have come to worship the Father and you are the spirit of worship. And we pray as we position ourselves for what you want to say to us. Let your word come with power. Let it come with healing. Let it come with revelation. Let it come with joy. Let it come with instruction. Let it come with correction. Let it come with rebuke. And above all, let it come with equipping. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Pastor Yinka. Thank you, all those who have also led us in prayers. Uh, thank you to also the worship leader. The Lord will accept our worship in Jesus' name. This evening, I'd like to welcome every one of us to the presence of God and those who are also connecting online. I have something very important in my spirit to share with us this evening as the message that I've received again for this moment from the Lord. And I want us to, as much as it lies on us, to, be, uh, to minimize distraction, to be focused because what God wants to say to us this evening will tremendously transform our lives. We are looking at the apostolic fire, part four. The apostolic fire. That has been the focus right from the beginning of this month in our equipping uh, teaching series. And tonight, we are going to be looking at spiritual 
abilities. Spiritual abilities. And that is how apostolic fire that God wants to manifest through you. And in case you forget, apostolic fire is the fire of the saint one. The fire that God manifests through the vessels is saints. So we are talking about the fire of God that is going to be manifesting through you, through me. In wherever God has positioned you. And whenever this apostolic fire, which is the fire of God through the saint ones, is to be made manifest, we need what is called spiritual abilities. And uh, let me begin. I may not be able to be sharing stories upon stories in tonight's teaching because of time. But let me mention something that my wife began to talk about when she was leading the prayer. I think mentioned, uh, you referred to the prayer. She led us to pray about what the Lord has actually laid on my heart tonight without even sharing with her ahead of time. I'd like you to go with me to the book of John chapter 15. This is very important. This is not, this scripture came when she was leading the prayer before I would take off to the scripture that we'll be looking at. But this scripture is also very important to spiritual abilities. Amen. John chapter 15 verse 5 I am the vine you are the branches he who remains in me and I in him bears much fruit. And I want us to see that fruit there as spiritual fruit. Everything I'll be sharing with you tonight, put your mind on spiritual. It bears much spiritual fruit. For without me, for without me, Jesus is the one speaking there. Without him, we can do nothing. He said, for without me, you and I can do nothing. Is that not a big word there? Now, that mentions what we are going into, which has to do with ability. Ability is being able to do something. Maybe something that requires power, that requires energy, that requires strength. So when you are able to do nothing, what that refers to is that you lack the ability to do it. Do you see that the Holy Spirit made her to enter into what we are about to see tonight? So now let's go to the scripture that we have been looking at. 
Isaiah chapter 6. Isaiah chapter 6. Now we're going to begin to look at this scripture from verse 3 tonight. One cried to another and said, Only, only is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. The posts of the door moved at the voice of him. I'd like you to take note at the voice of him who cried. And the house was filled with smoke. And I said, woe is me. This is the aspect that we dealt with last week. Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips. And I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Please take note, my eyes have seen the king. Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a light coal which he had taken with the tongues from off the altar in his hand and he laid it on my mouth and said this has touched your lips and your iniquity is taken away and your sin purged. Verse 8. Also I had the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then I said, Here I am. Send me. May that be your prayer. He said, Go and tell these people. Keep on hearing. I'd like you to please take note of that. But do not understand. Keep on seeing. But do not perceive. Make the heart of these people dull. And their ears heavy. And shut their eyes. Lest they see with their eyes. And with their ears. And understand with their heart. And turn. And be healed. I'd like you to take note of the word and be it. It means and be transformed and be spiritual. Say and be spiritual. Now, the healing that God wants to bring to these people is to turn them to spiritual people. I want you to take note. What I want to share with you is important. God is saying they will be healed. Their ears, their eyes, and their hearts have been negatively affected. And because of that, they could not flow with God who is a spirit. They were disconnected. Some of the defeats all the things happening to them. All the calamities, whenever the enemy comes, they are defeated. Their lives are unfruitful. 
they become people who are supposed to be powerful, but they are weak simply because of one thing, these people are not spiritual. So God said, I want to heal them. And that is what he's saying to you and I. I want to heal you. And God's greatest healing is not physical healing. It is spiritual healing. When you become spiritual, you carry what is called spiritual ability. And by spiritual abilities, you can fulfill whatever God wants you to fulfill as a person, as a believer on the earth. So we all need what is called spiritual abilities. Ability that I'm going to share with you. But you can't have that ability except you are spiritual. So we are going to look at spiritual abilities. But before we go into what spiritual abilities mean, I want to discuss with you about being spiritual. Being spiritual. God did not create us as natural beings even though he created us to be contained or to be carried by a natural flesh. But the real you is a spirit that lives in a body that is natural. And what makes this body to be natural is because of the nature of where God formed this body from. Don't forget, it was formed from the soil. So, that body seems to be natural. But what is inside the body is spiritual. But whatever God wants to do with you, you have to operate from your spirituality. You cannot operate from your natural body. God gave us this body in order to be able to relate with the earth. If he had given us a spiritual body and the earth has not changed, to become a spiritual health, you will not be able to function effectively. Are you getting something from this beginning? So, there is a need, the same need that necessitated your having a human body is what necessitates Jesus if he was going to fulfill his mandate of saving the world, saving you and I, he couldn't have come as a spirit. If he had come as a spirit, he will not be able to do that. 
So he must come as a man. So Jesus came as a man. That's why you can call him the son of man. Don't call him the son of the spirit. You call him the son of man because anyone that does not believe that Jesus came in the flesh is not of him. So the way Jesus came, he came in the flesh, but he didn't live in the flesh. And that was the reason he was able to be, to accomplish. He had the ability to do what he was sent to this earth to do. You cannot be able to do what you are being sent to the earth to do if you live according to your flesh. So we are looking at number one, being spiritual on how to manifest apostolic fire. And when you look at the book of Isaiah chapter 6, there are three things that constitute spirituality. Number one, your heart. Your heart. Number two, your ears. Number three, your eyes. Your heart, your ears, and your eyes. So God, when you look at this place we read, the people that God was sending the prophet Isaiah to, they were not spiritual people. They were carnal people. They needed to become spiritual. And what made them to be carnal is their hearts had become carnal. Their eyes have become carnal. Their ears have become carnal. So when you are talking about a spiritual person, a spiritual person have spiritual heart have spiritual height and have spiritual ears. So now I want to bring you very quickly into having established this with you because I'm doing teaching tonight and it's important. So if these three things are important, you will understand later when we begin to move on. I want to now bring you back to being spiritual. Coming back to Jesus. Let's go to the book of Acts chapter 1. And verse 1. Acts chapter 1 and verse 1. We want to begin to see spirituality from the, from the life of the Lord Jesus. And I've told you how Jesus came. He didn't come by, he didn't come as a spirit. He came as a man. But he lived his life in the spirit. That is how a normal person that God created ought to live. So let's look at Acts chapter 1 and verse 1. The former treatise have I made, O Theophilus, concerning all that Jesus began. Concerning all that Jesus began both 
to do. Are you seeing it? And teach. So, spiritual ability of Jesus lied on his mouth. I am coming there and in his performance, his act. What he began to do, those were his acts. And what he taught, these were the two things that marked the exploit, that marked Jesus out in his time, his teaching, and his acts. These two things revealed his spiritual abilities. But Jesus, I told you he came in the flesh, he didn't operate in the flesh. So being spiritual, that is what where it begins from. Jesus lived as a spiritual man. He lived as a spiritual man. And please, in case you are a woman, I will be using the word he and man in this teaching. So you can be putting she or he or she or whatever, a woman in whatever you are going to be replacing. So Jesus, he manifested spiritual abilities. But what enabled him to be able to do that is because he came as a man, but he did not live by the flesh. Jesus lived as a spiritual man. So who is a spiritual man? Don't forget we are looking at being spiritual. A spiritual man is a man who is controlled and coordinated by the Holy Spirit. Anytime you are talking about a spiritual person, that person can be a man, can be a natural woman, but that person is no longer controlled by the natural. What makes witches to be able to have the ability to terrorize and oppress other people is because witches can be a woman, can be women, can a witch can be a woman living somewhere that eat what other people eat. But what makes that woman to be able to oppress another person that they are staying together, that they are eating together, is because she operates at a spiritual frequency. She's controlled by a spirit that the other person does not have power over or she doesn't know anything about. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Are you together with me? So she's a woman, a natural woman. She may be nice. She can, she can be humble. But a woman she wants to operate in a spiritual ability, she's no longer controlled by the natural that you have known her for. She's controlled by demonic spirit. 
So, a spiritual person is a person who is controlled or coordinated by the spirit. So, a spiritual believer, a spiritual man or woman in Christ is a person who is controlled and coordinated by the Holy Spirit, not by his human nature. This is the beginning of spiritual ability. And I know, as I'm sharing with you my cry, and I want you to know that that should be your cry. We must operate in spiritual abilities. Being spiritual, take note, God cannot do anything through natural people. God cannot manifest his power. God cannot show who he is through your natural body, through your natural flesh. God manifests himself through a spiritual person. But that person is not a spirit, oh, and I hope you know that person is, is housed by the flesh. But is not controlled by the flesh. So God does everything, mighty things through a man. But that man is not a man that is controlled. It's not a woman that is controlled by the flesh. So when we talk about apostolic fire, we are talking about fire for spiritual people. It is not for those who operate in the flesh. All, I'm, all the Lord is about to do tonight is to say enough of operating in the flesh. So if you are going to live a spiritual life which is a must to do supernatural or spiritual things you must transcend from the natural to the spiritual. People know what I'm sharing with you now as supernatural, but I don't want to use the supernatural. There is no supernatural, there's no word called supernatural in the original Bible. It is spiritual. But spiritual is also something that you can make to be supernatural. But the Bible, which should be our word. Supernatural, I like it. I use it. It's good. But I'm dealing with spiritual. So you must transcend. Even though you are, you are like this. I am like this. Our usefulness, whatever God will do through us, requires us transcending. Requires us moving beyond our naturality into spirituality so that we can operate in the ability that natural self cannot understand. Are you understanding that? Why? A natural life is limited forever. A natural life is what? Limited forever. So we're going to look at the limitations of a natural life. Number one, 
a natural life is a profitless, a profitless life. Is a profitless life. John chapter 6, verse 63. Your natural life is so limited because it cannot enjoy spiritual profits. No matter how God, no matter how the Holy Spirit want to bring a profit into the life that he want to use, the natural man cannot enjoy, receive that profit. Don't forget what Apostle Paul says. That a natural man does not understand the things of the spirit. He said they, he cannot even receive them. So, it is profitless. Where there is profit is in the spirit realm. That's why John chapter 6 verse 63, Jesus said, it is the spirit that quickens. The flesh, it profits how many things? So do you see where we first began when he said, for without me, you can do nothing. So a natural man Can never benefit you. So a natural man. Lacks understanding. Everything that you have said. That you can. Whatever revelation. Whatever you are saying. To a natural man. He does not understand it. He doesn't understand. Spiritual things. Number three. Very important. A natural life, a natural life cannot receive help from above. It cannot receive divine help. Why? He doesn't even understand it. So he's limited to self and natural ability. A natural life cannot receive divine help, help from above. It cannot receive heavenly assistance why he does not understand how to get there how to access that help how to bring that help into his own limitation number four the thinking of a natural person a natural life is limited the thinking the reasoning of a natural life is limited. He cannot think 
about things that are spiritual. Things that are far higher than the realm of the earth. It cannot. So when a natural life has problem, the thinking to solve that problem is limited to the earth. So if its problem requires spiritual solution, you cannot assess it. Do you see a limitation of a natural life? All is thinking. They are limited to the earth. Number five, a natural life is not sound in judgment. It cannot discern beyond his five senses. Is not sound in judgment. He cannot read into the lines of the spirit. Spiritual activities that are clothed in the naturalities around him will be hidden. So a natural life judges from the surface. So his judgment will always be wrong. His judgment cannot be correct because it does not see, it does not discern. Apostle Paul said a natural man does not understand the things of the spirit nor can he receive them. They are foolishness unto him because they are spiritually discerned. So when you are living your life as a natural person, your judgment will always be by what you see. Devil can always manipulate to deceive you because he knows you can't read beyond, beyond what you are seeing in the physical. Are you getting that everybody? And number six, a natural life's ability is limited. He has ability that is limited. Natural life's ability is limited. What you can do in the natural is always limited. What you can do in the natural is always limited. That is the reason. No matter how, how powerful a leader of any nation is, they always look for spiritual leaders. Whether directly from God or any from the kingdom of darkness. No matter how powerful people are on this earth, they believe in spiritual backing. They know that they are as limited as they are. So you see, a, 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 a leader of a nation, a leader of a state, going to go and look for one herbalist in the bush. In the bush where no road is. He can go in the night when no one will see him. And when he stands, you look at a man who is very powerful, but this is a man who knows his limitation, that he believes that his power is generated from the realm of the spirit. I don't know whether you're understanding that. So, a natural life is limited in ability. Is limited in ability. That's why the prophet of the old. Kings. We have to call them fathers. My father. 
Why should a king of the entire people be calling just a man with a bad head a father? He knows why he's calling him a father. He's not calling him a father because he's occupying somewhere. He's calling him a father because he's occupying a spiritual throne. So a spiritual man is far greater, operate at far dimension, is a master to a natural man. So a natural man's ability, very limited. So if a natural life is as limited as this, should we be natural? So let's look at a spiritual person. A spiritual person is simply the opposite of a natural person. A spiritual person is the opposite of a natural person. is unlimited. Why? He enjoys spiritual profits. Number one. Number two. is connected spiritually. A spiritual person, a spiritual believer is connected to God. Number three, a spiritual person understands spiritual things so he can use them. When you understand something, you can use it for your benefit, for the benefit of others. Number four, he can relate and receive help from above. A spiritual person can relate. Like I said earlier, he can relate with God and receive help from above. Number five, a spiritual person thinks spiritually. He thinks spiritually. He has set his mind on the things that are above, not on the things on this earth. So when a spiritual man is thinking, his thinking is supernatural. It's beyond science. His thinking is beyond what a natural mind can conceive. What an unlimited life. A spiritual man, number six, is sound in judgment. He carries spiritual wisdom. He's sound in judgment because he can discern spiritual things when you are able to discern spiritual things you are sound in judgment that means you are spiritual <clears throat> and number seven he has spiritual ability the ability of a spiritual man is unlimited so a spiritual person is unlimited because of what he has spiritual ability. A natural man or natural life is limited because he does not have spiritual ability. He only has natural ability. Believers that have been saved and filled with the Holy Spirit are meant to be spiritual people. Have I shared with you what being spiritual is all about? 
So what is spiritual ability? If you are spiritual, you have spiritual ability. Your ability is greater than the natural. So what is spiritual ability? Number one, it is the ability that God gives. The reason a spiritual person is unlimited is because God gives him spiritual. He gives him his own ability. His own force. His own strength is given to a spiritual person. So spiritual ability is the strength of God. That's another one that is graciously bestowed upon believers. The strength of God. Number one, I said, the ability that God gives. And number two, I said, spiritual ability is the strength of God graciously, graciously. A spiritual person does not labor. He doesn't struggle for spiritual ability. God graciously bestows his strength upon such a life. Number three, spiritual ability is the visible expression, visible expression of inherent personal power. Inherent. Inherent. Personal power of the Lord Jesus Christ. So when you see a person with spiritual ability, that person have inherent, visible expression. That was the expression of the apostles and the disciples of the early days church. They were manifesting the visible, inherent power, personal power. The aprons that flows from Apostle Paul was healing the sick. Power was getting generated. Ability was getting into the people healing them. Apostle Peter, when he passes like this, the shadow of Apostle Peter, when they bring the sick, a shadow alone begins to change people. Why? The power is not in the shadow. The power, the ability, getting that done is inherent in a man that is spiritual. So the early church believers, they were so desperate, they were serious about spiritual ability. The inherent power of the Lord Jesus Christ. That was the reason they are different from us. Number four, spiritual abilities are spirit transformed and empowered abilities of a believer. They are spirit transformed Anytime you see spiritual ability, it will transform anybody. 
That person can be quiet. That person can be weak naturally. When that spiritual ability is at work in that person. What that person cannot do. What you cannot do in the natural. By your natural self. You begin to manifest. Because spiritual ability transcends natural ability. It does not obey it. It doesn't obey it. If it obeys it, the skeleton of Elisha will not raise a dead back to life. There was a power inherent in the bone of that man called spiritual ability. I need this. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? So our Christian life will be limited in progress without spiritual abilities. There are areas of manifesting these spiritual abilities. And I've mentioned them here. Two major areas. These areas were areas that Jesus manifested them. Number one, your words. Your words. Spiritual ability are manifested through our words. How do you know somebody is powerful? In Mark chapter 11, they looked at Jesus. Himself with the disciples, they were passing. And he saw a fig tree afar off. He thought he was going to see fruit there. And the Bible says, he looked when they got to that tree and they couldn't find fruit. He said, no man eats fruit from you henceforth. There was no speaking in tongues. There was no fasting and prayer for days. He only spoke right there. And the second day while they were turning back, they were coming back. He didn't even bother to check. It was the disciples who called his attention and said, Master, the tree that you caused yesterday has dried off. Do you need that kind of spiritual ability? That you will cause all the unfruitful work of darkness. They will dry off. I told us about what they were saying concerning him. No one has taught. He said, they said he did not speak like one of the scribes. But he spoke like one having authority. He looked at Lazarus in the tomb. Lazarus come forward. In the mouth of Jesus was ability to bring what is dead back to life. In the mouth of Jesus was the ability to turn the greatest sinner to the greatest saint. He entered into the house of Lazarus, uh, house of Zacchaeus. He said, Zacchaeus, today salvation has entered into this house. Jesus, his words can bring something out of nothing. So, the words of Jesus 
By the time he was about to go, he said to them, kill this body. I will raise it up. Destroy this temple. I will build it in three days. He kept saying to the disciples, see, I will, the son of man will be killed, but he will resurrect. They didn't believe him. But do you know, his words carried spiritual ability. How will your life be from now? If your words carries spiritual ability. That you will just feel headache in you and say headache. You are not expected to be here. In your child, you this headache, go. And you don't even check whether it is there. What do you think about when somebody is sick around you now? How to go and look for money to get drugs, isn't it? But when you have spiritual ability in your words, you operate in the God-given ability. This was the kind of ability that the apostles were carrying. The apostle Peter preached a message within 10 minutes and the heart of people were pricked within them. And they said, men and brethren, what shall we do? There was something about the ability to cause the heart of men to prick to seek God. Glory be to Jesus. But let me give you this very important. How do you have spiritual ability in your mouth? How do we speak and our words are pulling down the kingdom of darkness? Our words are planting righteousness. That was what God said to Jeremiah. You will pull down. You will plant. What he was saying to Jeremiah is that there is a spiritual ability in your mouth. There are three important things. I've mentioned them earlier. That spiritual ability in your mouth in my mouth they are tied to number one spiritual revelation ability to see in the spirit number two spiritual hearing ability to hear the voice of God. And number three is spiritual heart. Ability to accommodate the presence of God within you. These were the three things that happened to Isaiah. And these were the three things that God was talking about to Isaiah. That these people, they see, oh, yet they don't understand. They see, they, they cannot, they, they hear there is a problem. They can't understand. 
Their ears are dull. Their hearts are dull. So, the spiritual ability that flows through our mouth, they are tied to our access to spiritual revelation, spiritual hearing, ability to hear God, ability to hear from him. We make you a man or a woman who speaks spiritually. Do you know that we are people who speaks according to what we see, what we hear, and what is flowing out of us? So when you become a person, that was what changed Isaiah. Isaiah had access to spiritual revelation. He said, my eyes have seen the king of the Lord of hosts. Spiritual revelation. After that, something touched his mouth and said, your mouth is purified, is cleansed. You realize that what touched his mouth was something that affected his heart because his heart had been changed by repentance. When he said, I am a man of unclean lips, I am undone, heart was being worked upon. So there was spiritual transformation of his heart. And the third thing that now happened is that he had when God said, who shall we send? Who will go for us? Who shall we send? Who will go for us? So how can we access spiritual revelation? And spiritual hearing. How can you do that? Do you think I should quickly finish this message or I should, I should stop? Do you want to receive how to access it? Access to spiritual revelation and hearing requires exercising yourself in the spirit. I'm focusing on spiritual revelation and hearing because you can't have spiritual revelation and hearing and your heart is still a kind of heart. There must be a supernatural spiritual transformation of your heart. So that is important. You must be able to exercise yourself in the spirit. And I want to talk now very important on how you can exercise yourself in the spirit to be able to have access to see spiritual revelations, hear the voice of God very clearly, and being able to now begin to speak. As I'm speaking to you, I'm pressing into it. Spirituality is a journey. It's not a fixed thing. So you can you you must first enter to begin that journey. That is where your spiritual art transformation begins from. A moment you enter, somebody can be born again for 20 years. He doesn't have access to revelations of the spirit. He cannot hear. He's still running here and there. Excuse me, what is God saying about me? What is God saying about my life? That's not what your life should be. If you are going to operate in spiritual ability, God wants to show you things. 
want to show us things of the spirit things going on in the realm of the spirit want to cause us to hear just as you hear naturally as you see naturally you can see in the spirit you can hear in the spirit but you must learn to exercise yourself in the spirit so number one way to start exercising yourself in the spirit is to exercise yourself in spiritual company i'm giving you now how to start accessing spiritual revelation to start hearing the voice of god very clearly how to operate from being a spiritual man with spiritual words exercise yourself in spiritual company what does that mean it means consistent practice of fellowship with other believers do you hear what i said many believers don't know that we exercise ourselves in the spirit when we commit ourselves to spiritual company every time as you are sitting right now as this word is going on under this atmosphere now there is access to revelation of the spirit there is access to start hearing how many of us have been in a church and the pastor is preaching and you open the bible and before you know it he's saying something but a particular thing opened up to you in that scripture but when you get home it's not like that why you are in the atmosphere of the company of the spirituals even if it is one person that has opened the door of heaven he has paved way for you to be able to have revelations to be able to hear in the spirit that's why hebrews chapter 10 verse 24 to 25 hebrews 10 24 to 25 says we should not forsake the assembly of one another the gathering of one another especially as the day is approaching the day of the return of the lord jesus people are becoming more carnal you need to be present in fellowships in church meetings where you can maintain your spirituality so what you are doing here you are not wasting your time very important do you know the atmosphere you have access to here those who are not here don't have something can happen to you here right now because you are in the company look at what act chapter 4 verse 23 to 31 says act 4 23 to 31 when the apostles when they were threatened what did they do the bible says they went into their own company they prayed and do you know what I love about verse 31? The last verse of that Acts chapter 4. The Bible says, after they have prayed for boldness to speak the word of God. The, they were all, somebody say all. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Not few, not ten, not five. They were all. When we are in the company of fellowship together 
the Holy Spirit can fill all of us. Is that not a benefit for you? That's access. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God. The Bible did not say, and Peter spoke the word of God with boldness. And Apostle John spoke. All of them, if they had a small boy among them that very day, that small boy will speak with boldness because he was part of all. So when anything happens and the devil just miss church, just miss it. Don't go to fellowship. Don't go. Ah, say no. <laughs> no. I want to exercise myself in spiritual company. Saul, when he was going to have the spirit of prophecy, the Holy Ghost came upon him. What did Prophet Samuel tell him? He told him. He said, as you are going, going up, you will meet the company of the prophet. They will prophesy. As you join them, as you are in their midst where they are prophesying, the spirit of the Lord will rest upon you and you will prophesy. And in First Samuel chapter 10, what happened to Saul? While he was in that company, watch the company where you are. See, any company where you find yourself, the spirit that flows in that company rubs on you robs on you robs on you and Saul began to prophesy he became a changed man everything about him was changed because of his company oh thank you Jesus have I, have I given you something that you should go with and pursue and believe God for exercise yourself in the company in spiritual company Exercise yourself in spiritual intercourse. Exercise yourself in spiritual intercourse. What does that mean? Consistent practice of spiritual meditation. Consistent practice of spiritual meditation. The doors of revelation and spiritual hearing, they are open to the one, a believer with the key of meditation. This is a least practice spiritual exercise among us today. But this is what has made giant, mighty believers in the hand of God. They practice consistently meditations. When last have you meditated on the word of God? And do you know that devil knows this power? That is why he doesn't give room for it. In Revelation chapter 3 and verse 20. Revelation 3 20. When Jesus said, I stand at the door and I knock. If anyone hear my voice and open the door, we come in. Do you know the door is standing on? Is standing on the door. At the door. The only way you can open that door of your heart. That door of your spirit man. Is he standing at the door of your mind? Is he standing at the door of your body? Is it the door of your house? What is the house of Jesus? Your spirit. So that door is knocking. It's the door of your spirit. And the key that opens that door is meditation. Somebody say meditation. Somebody say meditation. Somebody say meditation. Very important. Please, what I'm teaching you, practice it. Very important. Spiritual 
meditation. Spiritual meditation. There is a level you can reach spiritually that no other person can reach when you diligently give yourself to meditating on the word of God. Meditating on the word of God. In Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, Joshua 1 8, God did not command Joshua to just read the word. God said, you shall meditate in it. So reading of the word will not deliver the power that is in the word until you meditate in it. There are people who have read and read and read where the power lies is in meditation. You shall meditate in it. Daring while you are studying. Meditate. Daring. Daring. Day and night. Day and night. This is how to carry spiritual ability we will carry it. We need it. Day and night. Great blessings await believers who engage consistently in meditation spiritually. Meditation. We must not be too busy and not create time. The Bible talk about Isaac in the evening. He went out to the field. You must locate your field. Find your field. Find a quiet place. Ensure if it is night time, if it is in the night you are going to wake up, ensure you find the time to meditate. Secrets are waiting you. You will see revelations. Things will open up. You will know what to do. Revelations. Meditating. Meditating. In Psalm 63 verse 6. Psalm 63 verse 6. It is the secret of King David. David used the night watches for spiritual meditation. Night watches. Night watches. Night watches. 12 midnight. You talk about three. You night watches or whatever as it is measured. Night watches. Psalm 63 and verse 6. How do you meditate? Finding a quiet place. Finding a quietness in your heart. You must meditate on God himself. That's how to meditate. Meditate on God himself. Psalm 63 verse 6. You begin to ponder. That is what it means to meditate. You ponder. Ponder on God. God. What a mighty God. Begin to ponder on who God is. He will begin to open himself to you. Begin to ponder. This is how to be spiritual. And carry spiritual ability. Ponder on God. Meditate on God. Number two. Meditate on the, all the works of God. Meditate on the works. The works of God. Psalm 77 verse 11 to 12. Meditate on his works. The psalmist said, I will meditate also on all your work and ponder on your mighty deeds. Have I not overloaded you tonight? I hope you will remember, if, if it is one thing, <laughs> we are going to close. But don't mind that I've, I've, I've brought this together. I want you to carry spiritual ability. If it is one thing you are living here to say, I, I, I will remember this, I will do it. 
it will change everything. Meditate on all the works of God. There are works of God around you. There are works of God that you have heard about before. When you meditate on the works of God, spiritual doors are opened. God loves to use those who meditate on his works. Gideon was one of the vessels who was asking God, where are the wonders that our fathers told us about? He was a man given to meditation on the mighty deeds of God. Where are the things you have done before? If he didn't meditate, he won't, it has reached a point in him that he was demanding. I want to see again what you have done before. God said it's a vessel to use. Number three, meditate in the word of God. The word of God himself. Psalm 119 verse 148. As you study the word, ponder. Ponder on the word. I was studying this morning from Romans chapter 14 and the Lord began to speak to me. I got to a moment yesterday rather, Romans chapter 14 and the Lord began to speak to me about how whether I am alive, whether I am dead, I belong to the Lord. And right I was meditating when Apostle Paul says if I live for the Lord, I die for the Lord. Whether I'm alive, whether I'm dead, I am the Lord's. And suddenly, I kept meditating on it where I sat. And you know what opened up to me? I heard the Lord said clearly, Satan had lost over you. You are not useful to him in any way. Whether life or death, he had lost. That's what it means. He has no claim upon your life. Yesterday was making me to understand that when a believer has gone to be with him, don't think you have lost him. You, there is no loss for those who belong to Jesus. They are dead and they are alive. Both are gains. <laughs> Do you understand that? Both are what? Ah, devil does not have a claim. So the only clause there is who are you living for? So yesterday he began to say to me, when you are living for Jesus, your life, your death, all belong to Jesus. Meditate in the world. About your life, about your career, about everything, meditate. Revelations, hearings, we open up. Meditate. Give much time to spiritual meditation. It will make you to be wiser than your enemies. Give more time. Give more time. Give more time. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Are you blessed at all tonight? How many things have I shared that you should meditate, you should exercise your spirit on? Exercise yourself in what? Number one. Spiritual company, number two. What is spiritual intercourse? Constant practice of constant meditation. Please, I won't explain this, but take note. Exercise yourself in spiritual sound. Spiritual sound. Sound. Sound exists in the realm of the spirit. What does that mean? Constant practice of listening and singing spiritual songs. Constant practice of listening. You can't sing, which I will advise that you should learn to sing. Learn to sing. Don't just be a listener to anointed songs. Learn to be singing. It will change 
your spiritual life. It imparts into you. So, but exercise yourself in spiritual sound. Practice listening to spiritual songs or singing spiritual songs. You know what spiritual songs does? They prepare us for spiritual things. Spiritual what? Things. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 7 to 8. Also, exercise yourself in spiritual language. Spiritual language, consistent practice of praying in the spirit. Praying in the spirit. Praying in the spirit. First Corinthians 14, 14. That's how to exercise yourself in spiritual language. In the realm of the spirit, there are sounds. In the realm of the spirit, we have language. In the realm of the spirit, we have company. In the realm of the spirit, what do we also have? We have intercourse. We have intercourse. It's like that. Also, exercise yourself in self-denial. Exercise yourself in self-denial. That is consistent practice of fasting. Consistent practice of what? Fasting. This will help you. And I pray that the Lord will cause this word that you have heard to be a blessing to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Don't forget I said spiritual ability has to do with two manifestation areas. Number one, your words. Number two, your performance. Your performance without engaging you more in this, how can you perform in spiritual ability? You must be a person who acts constantly by faith. By faith. Faith is access to spiritual performance. Act on the word of God. Act in obedience. Act by yielding yourself to instructions of the Lord. Obey what your spiritual leaders, what they say to you, how they teach you, you discover that your performance will change. Will change. Glory be to the name of the Father. From tonight, you will receive spiritual ability. You will not operate in the natural anymore. In the mighty name of Jesus. You are going to pray just one prayer. Why we go to the communion? Can you help me to serve the communion because time is fast, man? What we are going to do, it was said about a particular teacher. About that teacher, they said, he knows his subject and his subject knows him. He knows what? And his subject does what? That teacher was able to perform excellently because he knows his subject. The subject also knows him. Will you be a man who knows the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit know you? When you do that, spiritual ability becomes a order of the day. Your heart, your seeing, and your hearing, they matter so much to 
spiritual ability. Tonight, our prayer is this. Holy Spirit, let me know you. And in my generation, let it be said that you know me. Do you hear that prayer? That's the prayer I want you to pray. That's just one prayer I'm praying as you are going. Holy Spirit, let me know you. And let it be said of me. Amen. Pastor Inka. Let it be said of me in my generation that you know me. Can we rise to our feet? I've received of the Lord that which I delivered to you. That the Lord Jesus on the night which he was betrayed took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Go ahead and eat that. Holy Spirit, I want to know you. Let me know you. And let it be said of me in my generation that you know me. In the same manner, he took the cup after he had sobbed, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood. This do ye as often as you drink it. Of me. The prayer I ask you to pray as soon as you pray it. You are living here with spiritual ability. In the name of Jesus. In the name of the Father. And the Holy Spirit. You go ahead and pray. Holy Spirit, let me know you. Pray it with all your heart. I want to know you. Benjamin Sulola, I want to know you. Oh, Paporia And let it be said of me in my generation that you know me. Oh, Paraya la Rabba Oh, pray that prayer as a burden in your heart. Ah, Kabalera Gayada Baba Bosha. Oh, that I've taught you tonight. Oh, that is what it rests upon. Knowing the Holy Spirit. And being said about you that he knows you. Oh, Palaraya Lagada Bababayala. Pray it as a burden in your heart. Let it be a cry. A cry. A cry. A cry. A cry. Holy Ghost. Let me know you. Oh, Palaraya Gada Bababosataya. And let it be said of me. Oh, that in my lifetime. Oh, that in my generation. Oh, that you really know me. Oh, Paraya. 
When you know the Holy Spirit, you have a supernatural life. You have a spiritual life. When he knows you, oh, you will begin to perform. You perform supernaturally. Let that be your cry. Please pray. Please pray. Holy Spirit, I want to know you. I want to be spiritual. Holy Spirit, let me know you. Oh, let it be said of me in my generation that you know me also. Oh my God, this is our cry, this is our cry, this is our cry, Jesus. Oh, yeah, 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 bala bala kadi. Oh, cause us to know you. E baba la raya gada bala kota yana. E para ya 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 la bara da bada pedadi. Oh, tesopri la kata Let it be said of us in our generation that you know us. That you know us. Thank you, Father. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I command every limitation of a natural life from today to be totally broken in your life. Every limitation of a natural life, every limitation that a natural man and a woman experiences from this day, by the communion you have had with Jesus tonight, none of those limitations will be your portion again in the name of Jesus. And I thereby welcome you into unlimited life of a spiritual man, of a spiritual woman. All the unlimited blessings that a spiritual person enjoys in the Lord. Beginning from today, they shall find expression in your life. So shall it be. Grace to put into practice the exercising in the spirit. Receive it in the name of Jesus. By the reason of your coming here tonight, because you are here, and you have spent time here. When next you return here, return with a notable testimony. So shall it be. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Our brethren who are not here, wherever they are, we ask that the Spirit of the Lord will locate them. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Hallelujah. Thank you for allowing me to teach you extensively. Please go in that 
And the Lord bless you. If you have your offering, please you can drop it as you go. God bless you. Holy words, long preserved for our walk in this world. They resound with God's own heart. Oh, let the ancient words impart. Words of life, words of hope, give us strength, help us cope.